Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a few weeks here, but uh, we are here with episode 36. I think we're calling it Random Picks. Random Picks. Or for me, Love and Sticks. I'm a fan of Sticks. I don't care. I'm willing <laughs> to say that. We can meet up in the parking lot. You can beat the shit out of me later. With uh, Sticks. With Sticks, possibly, yes. Uh, I'm Scott Churchson, uh, my exec, my uh, charismatic personal uh, You almost called partner. me the executive producer. I almost there. called you executive producer. No, she's out sick today. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but uh, yes, Mr. JT McGuire is uh, my co-host as always. Hello, hello, hello. So, and um, the exec producer slash supreme overlord, Robin Gwizdowski, is actually out sick, as she has put it, never get on a, a long flight of three to six hours with a sneezing, coughing child in the back seat. That's right. Get rid of all children. Get rid of all children. Yes, listen. If we get rid of all children, we'll eventually take care of the human population problem. We won't have any crime anymore because there'll be no more people. I think we can take care of that. Cool. So uh, I'm not seeing a problem with this. I'm not seeing a problem with it either, you know. So, yeah, a little population control, thin out their numbers, you know, kind of like we do with deer. I, th I think working in New York City all the time has oh, affected God. me in terms of how I deal with people. Yeah, and you just dealt with SantaCon recently, too. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yes. Um, actually, no, I managed to avoid it. I think I saw my first Santa, and I prepared. Mm. SantaCon, I, if, you for some, if you don't know what it is, it's basically a pub crawl where all the bars open up at 11 o'clock in the morning, and you pay ex exorbitant amounts of money to uh, basically drink your, your heart out until you throw up. Yes. And possibly get arrested. It, well, you know, almost any party in New York involves a lot of drinking and mm. people that you want to avoid at all costs. You know, I, as an Irishman, uh, and, <laughs> oh, I say that like heritage Irish, I'm American. Uh, walking through New York City on St. Patrick's Day and seeing almost every drunk person is actually not Irish. Mm -hmm. It annoys the shit out of me. Well, you know, for both of us here, you know, we both of have the whole Irish thing going on there. You know, to see that sort of disgrace there. You know, it's kind of like when basically, you know, as the Jewish side of me in this case, you know, when people would suddenly <laughs> decide, Mazel Tov, it's Hanukkah, great. Are you Jewish? No. Cool. Okay. You know. But you... I like pretty lights. Exactly. I like the flashing, you know, the, the eight lights and the dreidel. And... But nobody understands how dreidel works either. You, you spin know. a dreidel and it lands on uh, that whatever symbol. Yeah, I, I learned when I was seven. Gimulsion, <laughs> you know, and the whole idea is that it's a random chance thing where you take coins in, put coins out. And you spin in the top to find out how many coins come in, you know, out. If you got to put them in, you take the entire pot. And this was fun 4,000 years ago when there really was no internet, <laughs> TV, Netflix, or video games. So I, I still enjoy uh, singing, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I, I made, made you out of clay. And if <laughs> when it's dry and ready, with dreidel, I shall play. Mazel tov! Okay, so in honor of Robin, though, because yes. she... Uh, she likes it when we stay on topic. <laughs> Maybe we should move to our first topic of the uh, show. Yeah, um, it's always funny with this because we, we have four topics on, on you know, plan today. We will get to one of them. We'll get to one. <laughs> we'll get to somewhere between zero and none. Um, but basically, Super Smash Brothers was number one we wanted to talk about. Doctor Who, uh -huh. Dragon Ball Broly, which comes out, I believe, tomorrow. Yes. Uh, in Japan. And then... <laughs> And and the the third one was real. The fourth one was really kind of a joke to Scott. Was uh, just why would a thirty three year old man be watching Shira? But we'll get to that by the end of the episode. But see, if you go back thirty three <laughs> thirty three years, basically to when you were born and I was far older, um, Shira was big. You know, Robin loved Shira. You know, I mm -hmm. you know obviously as a boy you can't watch you know Shira back then it's, as a ten year old. You know, and not get the crap kicked out of you. Yeah. So it's He-Man, it's Transformers, manly, cool stuff. You know, not something about, you know, girl He-Man, essentially. Okay, so do we want to start with She-Ra then? Sure, let's go with She-Ra and right. start that off. All right, so I pride myself on being a geek. I see Star Wars, I watch anime, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think I've grown up now in a culture, in a change where that stuff is normal. I'm surrounded by geekdom <laughs> right now in the shared universe. Uh, I can tell people I like Star Wars and not be considered abnormal. Not get, the, can, not get punched in the face, yeah. But once once you're sitting there <laughs> on, watching Netflix, watching She-Ra, and you realize you're a fat, overweight, 33-year-old <laughs> man sitting actually in your parents' basement, sadly, and you're watching She-Ra in the Princesses of Power, you're like, I think I've gone a step too far. I think you may have, yeah, so... <laughs> But see, at the same time, though, you're also showing your progressive side, because yeah, she is obviously very pro, you know, pretty pro woman, pro progression sort of thing. I'm showing why I'm one step away from a brony. That's what I'm showing. Exactly. Yes. But how is it? I mean, 
it's, it's yeah. a kid's show. Mm-hmm. It, even as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is something I probably would have watched when I was 10. But mm-hmm. as a 33-year-old man, I probably should not be watching this. This is definitely a kid's show. But see, at the same token, My Little Pony was huge with, like, you know, 35-year-old guys, too, mm-hmm. which I don't figure that I don't figure that one out. I don't, well, you know, I, I forget who the writer was for that show, um, but apparently it had really good writing. I never watched it myself, but mm-hmm. everyone said the writing on it was amazing. My Little Pony? Yeah. Okay. Which is pretty big for a Hasbro uh, show. But uh, the person who created that, she was also uh, one of the main people on, uh, what was that, Foster's Imaginary Friends? I remember that show. Never saw it, but I know of it, yeah. yeah that that was a good show, and she, she came from that, so. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, if I had to go into She-Ra a bit, let's see. It, it's the same show, mm-hmm. but it's kind of also has that uh, Steven Universe and uh, actually a better show is the new Voltron that's also on Netflix. Do that's, they break out in song that's at kinda, least? No, they don't God. break out in song. No songs, no thank song. God. Uh. But it does feel like it's a show meant for girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to the point that, like, you know how back in the day with the super masculine show for the boys, like, He-Man. even the way people is, are all dressed, including even, like, the girls were always being kind of the skimpier outfits. Mm-hmm. In this one, the first thing I notice is the only person in the super skimpy outfit is the one male uh, lead <laughs> of the show. Was it, like, Bo or something was his name? Bo. Bo, yeah. okay, yeah. He's got like a giant heart on his I thing. I remember that. And he's the only one where it's like the shirt cuts off. He plays like his, a harp or something, to too, doesn't belly. he? Yeah. And you can see his belly button and everything on this. It's Man. like, yeah, that's for the girls. That definitely is. <laughs> well, you know, show that little midriff, you know. Yeah. So a little eye candy for the girls, I guess. It's not a bad show. Mm. I, I watched four episodes mm. of it, but yeah, there's like. Bo right there. The old, the old oh, style book in the 80s. Never mind. They. <laughs> sure he's, got like ca- he's got a little uh, man, man camel toe going too. on. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind having an, having abs and like arms like that though. He he doesn't look like that anymore. But yeah. uh, but so they like, didn't the the outfit didn't go too far from the old one. He's got that eighties porn <laughs> stash thing going on though. Yes, he does. Yeah. Well, see, I rem- I don't remember she or all like I said that well. I know she was battling Hordak, who trained Skeletor. I never heard of She-Ra until like maybe ten years ago. I knew yeah. He-Man was. I I had the He-Man sword as a kid, but. Well, yeah, they no were twin sisters that were separated at birth, and for some reason was I don't think ever really mentioned in the He-Man universe. By the way, He-Man, FYI, you have a twin sister you've never met. Uh, anyway, what do you want for dinner? You know, it's just somehow they didn't mention it at all, and suddenly. Well, no, girl. she. That's how they. That's how they introduced the character. She was introduced as an evil villain to He-Man, and then it found out like, oh, actually, you're uh, my long lost sister. Is that how it worked? Okay. And then there's another power sword. And but the, but the king and queen were like, by the way, you have a, you, have, you know, they never really mentioned yeah, it as like, his upbringing. It's like, yeah, she was kind of kidnapped years ago, but we had a spare, so we figured we'd just exactly. On. You know, we had another one. We, <laughs> you know, you were actually really kind of frustrated because Tila was was kicking the crap out of you. Were really depressed. I didn't want to bother you, so we just <laughs> kind of just basically let it go. And we sort of forgot about her. It's it's. I own Hasbro, man. Hasbro. Mm, man. Well, actually, was it Hasbro who was making this stuff? Hasbro, not, or not back then, right? Might have been ha- might have been uh, Hasbro or Mattel. I can't remember which. But I actually have uh, a He-Man action figure in the house too. Robin had it; she gave it to me. <laughs> but I, I don't know how to say that other than like uh, that. Like I found my definition of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's like I I literally just before the show began, I was the only one in the studio for a little bit. I started trying to watch it. I'm like, no, if someone walks in, like I'm talking about right now, and I still am embarrassed for someone walking in with me watching it. It could be worse. You you know, you could be sitting there binge watching, like, I'm going to date myself a little bit, Barney, Teletubbies, or Super Y. Maybe a little bit less. Okay. Maybe a little bit less. There is a certain pedo level, I guess, to watching Chira when you're 34. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm trying to avoid, I was trying to avoid that part of this conversation, but you know what? Screw it. It's out there. Everybody's thinking this. Let's just run with it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know that um, their mother was an astronaut who got lost in space and ended up on Eternia. Okay. And, then, and met the king, um, whose name I can't remember. I should remember, Randor. And they met, fell in love, and had the kids. So she is actually half, she's actually human. Well, I know with the the new series, at least I've only seen four episodes. Uh, he Man's not mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's actually not part of the lore at this point. I don't know if they'll bring him in 
So it's it's all purely She-Ra, and it's in that they're pretty much taking the characters and redesigning them, sort of like what they did for the He-Man series mm-hmm. from like fifteen years ago. Oh, you mean that? Oh, okay, yeah, the, the Cartoon Network one. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like that one. So did I, and it, it was sad it didn't last long. It was better than uh, the Thundercats reboot, or it was also better than the New Adventures of He-Man from the nineteen nineties. I didn't even watch. That, that was one where he suddenly was sporting a ponytail. He was a little more slim, and he went into the future. Okay. And it only lasted, I think, like 10 episodes. But was it better than the movie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> the Dolph Lundgren one, I think, was better because that also had Courtney Cox, Robert Parrison, uh, not Robert Parrison, uh, the guy played Robert Parrison, Voyager, whatever his name is. Um, and it took place in New Jersey. So go did ahead. it take place in it New Jersey? It did, actually, yeah. I think New Brunswick. It's like, how do we do He-Man on a budget? Yeah. Put him in New Jersey. <laughs> well, I think Robert... Uh, Frank Langella, I think, was the was Skeletor in that movie too. Is yeah, yep. Thank you. <laughs> Ming just put it up. Thank you very much. Yeah, Courtney Cox. Uh, yeah, Tila. Let's see, Meg, Meg Foster. Really? Huh. Billy Barty. Okay, Billy Barty is everything. Any, any back then from like every uh, you know four feet and younger and smaller. What, what Robert the, Dun- Robert Duncan McNeil was the name I was thinking of. For Tom Paris. James Tolkien. Uh, when you need the principal from Back to the Future. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, people kind of more look at that movie and just laugh at it. You know, I think even Dolph Lundgren's like, yeah. Because he, he, listen, he had that one, he had Punisher at that point too, which was a terrible version of Punisher, where for starters, he's NYPD, you know? And it was just like, wait a minute. This was when Marvel was trying to come out with stuff and it was, nobody was ready for that kind of thing. But this was like Catwoman level bad, you know? But a Punisher version, a little darker, but that kind of thing where we're just going to clear, you know, clean up on the Razzies. Remember when Pix uh, used to have like that action pack block? Yeah, that's what started Hercules. Yes, that's, that's where I remember watching Punisher. Punisher was and Captain America were both oh, replay. Well, well there's two Captain Americas. There's the one with Red Brown. And there was one with somebody else. The, the '90s one, mm. the one where he's kicking a rocket so it doesn't hit the White House. Yes, and then there's one where he constantly runs away from danger. <laughs> <right to a, laughs> it's like, oh no, something's happening. Let me run away. I think there was one where he steals a guy's car and run, drives away. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, that one. You know, because when you think Captain America, you know, true patriot, savior of the, Ameri- <laughs> of the human race in America. <laughs> run away, steal a car. Steal a car, run away. <laughs> yeah, not the way Chris Evans, I think, basically had that. Um, uh, which opens up the question yeah. about the Avengers, you know, the new movie. Will who's going to die? Oh, yeah. that's right. The, that trailer came out since our last yes, episode. Yes, it did. Oh, well, we're off topic, but we're still relevant. Fudget. We'll, um, we'll, we'll bring it back <laughs> at some point. I hate the name, but you, you yeah. know what? I hated the name all the way until someone reminded me that the reason for the name is because that's what Doctor Strange said at the end of mm-hmm. the last one. Yes. But it's still such a... Like, so many things are called Endgame. That it's, but I think it also could be the end of that sort of era. Yeah, but, I mean, mm. you, you take the Marvel Universe, and they have so many famous storylines mm-hmm. and names and stuff. I would have preferred uh, Infinity War Part Two, mm-hmm. But even... I also... I don't like the fact that they made... Uh... uh Thanos too sympathetic. Mm-hmm. He even quit at the end. He, he still has the gauntlet, but he's like, giving up. Here's my suit. Did bye, what I bye. wanted to do. There we go. It's like that happened in the comics too, but mm-hmm. that happened after everyone beat the shit out of him. I know. But... Well, it didn't beat the shit out of him. He beat the shit out of everyone. And then, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of uh, Amy Pond's uh, character? In that that was Nebula. Nebula. <laughs> Nebula. Garen Gillen. <laughs> That's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, if you're listening, probably not because you're famous. Um, hey, so hey, so are we. I was on that thing with that guy once. <laughs> that guy? Yeah, that guy from the thing that was in the, you know, the thing. Oh, I remember from that thing with that guy. Exactly. You know, I actually get, occasionally I get on Instagram. It's like, I remember you. You failed. <laughs> you're famous. I, I saw, I, there was a comment on YouTube about the America's Got Talent thing that showed up the other day. And it's like, you were really good, but you kind of sucked. <laughs> hey, my wife likes it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right. I was so I was so nervous to play that for her the first time too, because I'm like, okay, this is my 15 milliseconds of fame. Fair warning, it does not make me look good, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, hit play, you know. Even when people ask me, like if I'm on set or something, people, will you play it? It's like, no, you got to look it up. <laughs> I I, well, I think the biggest thing was there's no way for the crowd to see it. So that's I think that what I the think, biggest problem yeah. was. Yeah, but it's it's okay, you know. I mean, I didn't get any, get any death threats, you know. <laughs> I did, I, I did have people tracking me down to tell me how much I sucked, and I have a fondness for Edmonton now for some people that are over there. 
Well, yeah, some people are just awful. That's I, fine. One, one of the funnier comments I just saw just recently was, uh, don't ask me why, I started following Britney Spears on Instagram for some reason. Okay. And she had this thing where I guess she's walking on her patio, and I see a comment there, and it's like, wow, even someone who uh, works out all the time and she's so fat. I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. But that's the people in the world. Haters got to hate. Yeah, yeah, trolls got to troll. But... <sighs> Our society. Woo! How did, how did I take this Britney Spears? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, how, okay, how do we bring Britney Spears back to Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, by the way, they're both blonde women. Okay, there oh, we yeah, go. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. I brought it back. <laughs> Doctor Who? Doctor so, Who? Yeah, I figure basically, yeah, you do, do when you need a writer. Uh, so. Yeah, so. So did the season finale happen? <laughs> the season finale happened. Uh, there is a New Year's special that's coming out. They're not doing Christmas this year. They're doing New Year's. They're, they're not doing 2019. Well, no, they're not. They're bringing 2020 in this case which I think is a good thing because it's going to give them some time to figure out what they want to do. Um, a few episodes back, I think there was a couple of times where I talked about my concerns with the new season, mm-hmm. you know, because you got a new showrunner, new doctor, which is okay, but new showrunner, new format, new style, and a, by the way, Bernie's uh, spinning on her. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's okay. that's the video that someone called her fat. But really, uh, I, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know what video we're talking about. It's Brittany uh, in a bikini really looking well. Um, so I'll... So that's going to be spinning right in front Again, of me. Again, people, yeah. people suck. <laughs> Doctor Who. Anyway. Yes, anyway. So um, I have like a cat's reflection, you know, you know, response to anything. It's like, oh, look, you know. Squirrel. Eek squirrel, yeah. <laughs> then what was that line? I don't have ADD. I have, hey, look, a train. Um, <laughs> I like anyway, trains. there was um, my concerns that I had had was they were changing the style. They were changing the format. They were changing so many things about this that I was worried that it was going to be off. And my, one of the biggest problems that I found with it is the fact that it was, at the end, in my mind, very, very boring. And it kills me to say that. You know, to sit there, I mean, some of the episodes, oddly enough, a lot of the episodes that people didn't like were the ones I did. Mm-hmm. You know, the Arachnids in the UK kind of thing. Uh, the Tanunder Conundrum, whatever that was, the one with the little pating thing. You know, I liked the, I actually enjoyed those a little bit more than some people did. But a lot of them, I think, were just too long, too drawn out, and just didn't really have a lot to keep me interested. Jodie Whittaker was the best part of that, I think. Yeah. You know, um, Bradley Walsh as Graham I thought was great, too, because there was a motivation <laughs> for him. I, I think what you said is just kind of like the consensus with everyone, because that's what I hear from every person. Graham is good. Uh, Jody is good as the doctor. Everything else needs to be changed. It's funny, because I was looking at IMDb. You know, and these every episode is so much lower in the IMDb reviews than any of the previous previous seasons. And I was looking at like first season for each of the doctors. Each one is like a full solid point higher. You know, so six point seven versus seven point seven or eight point seven. And the comments were the same kind of thing about how it was very slow moving, very methodical. You know, he, oh, go ahead. it's like he only really knows how to write, but he doesn't know how to run a show. And if you look at what the Chris Chimble did before this. It was a slow-moving crime drama. Mm-hmm. Now he's got like a sci-fi thing, and a lot of this is visual. And he just, he's like, the characters will just exposition, exposition, mm-hmm. exposition. It's like, show it. <laughs> you have the budget. Show it. One of the things that I found was interesting, because if you look at the previous seasons, there was always some kind of an underlying thing in the back of your mind that kept you interested. You know, it could have been Bad Wolf. It could have been the, no- the Knox, the Four Knox. Uh, the crack in the wall for season five, for example, there was always something there. Even if it was a standalone episode, you knew there was something that was going to be leading somewhere. You know, the crack in the wall. What was that? You well, know. And and that's the beauty of Stephen Moffat. Moffat, like you can complain about his writing all you want, but he knew how to set up a show. He <laughs> knew how to run it. He knew how to build suspense. He didn't know what to do once he built that suspense, <laughs> but he knew how to build it. Like you. T- Think about it, guys. Every season finale, you were a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but leading up to the season finale, like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's gonna, what's this mystery about? He was good at it. Mm-hmm. Chimble, I don't think is. I think he has a lot of flaws in what he does. And it kills me because of the fact that I think there's so much potential that's there. You know, I mean, even the stuff that, you know, you know that certain things are going to happen. You know, there was a, there, you know, I'm going to spoil it a little bit with the last episode. You know, in Graham's case, you know, the Simcha, the, I guess the villain from the first episode and now this one, killed his wife. So he has the opportunity to get revenge, you know, and he's going to go in there, you know, one way or the other, like, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to kill her, I don't care. 
And they're like, well, if you do, you know, doctor's like, if you do this, you're out. You know, I'm not, and he's like, I'm okay with that. You know, and he gets there, and of course, the power of love, and he decides he's going to be the better man, and he doesn't kill the guy. I would have loved to have seen it happen, <laughs> just because it wasn't formulaic. You know, I would have loved to have seen that twist where you're like, holy shit. You know, and you're you're looking at it and thinking to yourself, okay, he actually did it. Where did they go from here? But he decided... Kick him off the shelf. But he, they decide to be the better man, and they lock him up inside this chamber pretty much for the rest of his life, as opposed to killing him, which is another thing altogether... Well, the doctor is not opposed to that. Like apparently not. You, remember that episode where he uh, he turned himself into a human and then like yes, he had the, the three the, beings the, he had to deal with the uh, uh, the David Tennant one. Yeah, yeah, and then he sent them all, gave them all three permanent hells. Mm-hmm. Yes, like you're going to be in a dimension for the rest of your life. But like the doctor's cool <laughs> with that. Like you don't kill, but torture forever. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, but I mean, even with the ones with the spiders. I mean, she got she gets on, you know, Jack Robertson, a.k.a. not Donald Trump, you know, for killing a spider that was dying of asphyxiation because it was physically too big. It couldn't draw enough air. So he kills it and calls it a mercy kill. She got on him for it. But at the same token, it's like logically, you know. There's a lot of flaws with the writing. And if there's yeah. anything to be said with the flaws of the doctor, it's all in the writing. Agreed. I mean, I love Jodie Whittaker. I think she's absolutely incredible. You know, I think she has, she could so, be my second, so, second or third I hate to favorite. say it. Once in a while, you have to think, like, are we just saying that so we don't look bad? Oh, yeah. But as a white European male, I have to play that card, <laughs> you know. But, but you know, she really does. She reminds me of Matt. She reminds me of David. Mm-hmm. But the writing is so awful. It's like, I have to keep saying, like, I hate this show, but I don't hate her. I want to see her with good writing. I would I play, want to see her in a good I was show. Starting, I was starting to play on my phone during episodes, and that kills me to do that. And it breaks my heart to do that. I stopped watching after episode two. Uh, we, that, went, we went all the way through. The, like, we, mm-hmm. you and I, we kind of texted before this, what we're going to talk about that. You mentioned Doctor Who, and I'm like, you got to lead this conversation. I... I think I, you've done fine. <laughs> the, the only thing I can say about those episodes is what I've watched of other people reviewing those episodes. I Yeah, I made it a point to kind of look at like IMDb and see what people think. And some people loved everything about it. They love certain things. And you know what? Different strokes, different folks. I'm just saying what I'm thinking personally. And I'm hoping that basically they can use that entire literal year off since they're not coming back till early 2020 to maybe clean up some stuff. But there were some questions about whether Chibnall and, J- and Jodie Whittaker were coming back. Yeah. And she said she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Are we definitely sure Chris is coming back? Well, from what I understand is if Chris doesn't come back, she doesn't either. <laughs> so that's my understanding. Like, I don't, I don't want to see her go, but I really want to see Chris go. If he can clean it up, I'm okay with it. But I think he needs to basically... I, think there's I guess too many we have changes. to see where the New Year's uh, Eve epi- or New Year's Day episode goes. I think it'll and, be okay. And yeah. someone said like, uh, that it's going to be the, the Daleks for this. Okay. But uh, now they're not like showing the Daleks, so maybe it's not. It's going to be I another know. new character. That's the other thing, Chris did. Like, all right, not only are you boring, but you're refusing to show anything. Pre- it's like you want to kill Doctor Who. I think, honestly, I don't blame him for doing something brand new with it. You know, I mean, if he wants... And that's cool, and everyone's done that, mm-hmm. but everyone's also had at least one nod back to the original series to kind of tie it all up. How much you want to bet next season they will? Uh, you know? if, uh, if the BBC gets involved, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to what the fans are saying. You know, I mean, I was reading something today... He was ranking the reboot, the five Doctors in their first season. They ranked her as number three, as the best first season. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, had, a, think, she like, had a good season like Colin Baker had a good first season. <laughs> oh, the egotistical young lady, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> and and he, he's a good actor, too. But, you know, he suffered from really poor writing. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. But see, the worst, I think, well, arguably Candyman, Sylvester McCoy uh, basically fighting a giant monster that eats can- you know, candy. I don't remember. Okay. Well, Look it up. On, it's on the internet. I never, Candy with a K, by the way. I admittedly have not watched doc, classic Doctor Who except maybe one or two episodes. They're around somewhere. But, yeah, like I said, it bothers me because there was so much potential. But I think in the order that they had it, um, they had, I think, five to one was Matt, Peter, Jody, uh, Chris Eccleston, and then can you really Tennant. Can you really count Chris because he only was there for one season? No. But, well, in this case, the first season slash only season. You know, I mean, Matt. I, Matt, I really I, liked Matt. Matt I, I would have put him on. I would have put him higher on the list than Peter. I, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I had a hard time with Matt, though. I mean, you know that. You know, I had a hard, very hard time letting go of David Tennant. I cried 
when he said, I don't want to go, I cried at that point because it hurt so bad. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to suck because uh, David Tennant was my first doctor, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I grew fond of Matt really quickly. I By the second episode, I'm like, oh, he's good. Uh, I think it took. Me- I think Peter Capaldi took me a season and a half. It wasn't until that episode with, uh, and again, I'm bad with actress names. Uh, the one that plays Arya in uh, Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, um, yeah, they. Uh, Shut up. Uh, Maisie Williams. Maisie Everybody. Williams from Grey's. Game, yeah, Game of Thrones. Thank you. Uh, when Tip of my tongue. That episode where it was just him and her. Mm-hmm. That was where I was first like, oh, this is a good doctor. There was a couple episodes where he was really by himself for the most part. Or very, There was one after, spoiler, when Clara dies, mm-hmm. where it is just him the entire episode. Yeah, and that was like considered that one was of the best episodes of all time. But you know what? That was until the second season. I know. <laughs> well, I think, here's what I think was interesting. When they started to grow his hair out, they, that's when I think it got better. Because that's when they brought in the shot, you know, the, the, the guitar. You know, they started to make him a little bit more wild because they figured it out. That can happen a lot of times with season second season because they kind of figure out what they want to do with it. You know what his doctor is very, very, very much like? Hmm? Colin Baker's. Yeah, that ornery kind of sarcastic. Including growing out the hair. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, see, I, but see, when Peter Capaldi left, you know, and he's having that monologue to himself, you know, lo, you know, love is kind. It never repairs. It never repairs. I was getting to that one, yeah. You know, I mean, that was a great conclusion to him. Yeah, you know, and I, 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 you always feel disappointed at that point. Yeah, when when he left at that point, it was like he went from a doctor. I was like, eh, to like, no, don't go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of curious to the next doctor, but I'd rather you stay on. You know, and um, actually, now looking at the writing, I'm glad he didn't stay on. I think I think he saw the writing wall. I, I have a feeling Chris said this is where I want to go, and Peter's like, I'm out. Well, it seems to be it's new, now a three year run for you know last three have all been three year runs. So that seems to be yeah. kind of the cycle with it. Although they did a- offer David Tennant a fourth season, and he said no. Well, I, I, I know they definitely didn't want Matt to leave because that was the height of the show with mm-hmm. him. Well, Matt's and, a good-looking dude. Well, actually, so was David Tennant. But and Peter was uh, kind of weird in the sense that I think everyone thought he was going to stay because he already kind of did the. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already famous from another show, so they figured, well, you're a big Doctor Who fan. You were the president of the club at one point. You're going to stick around to play the ca- the main character. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, I'm out. He won an Academy Award. Did he now? Peter Capaldi won one for, like, best short. Really? And he said one of the funniest things is he gets his Academy Award and nobody cared <laughs> because it's the best short film or something. So nobody wanted to interview him because they were so busy with, like, Meryl Streep and Denzel Washington that he's just like, anybody want to talk to me? No. <laughs> Well, you better hope I'm never going to be famous in the future. Exactly. Sure you yeah. will. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you. God, Ming is quick with that, man. Yeah. He just brings it up as soon as we say something. It's like, boop, there it is. You know, it's like it's almost like he's an Alexa. You know, <laughs> Ming, bring up the, the article about the, okay. Uh, what was I going to say in regards to Peter Kubel? I was actually shocked that he never got uh, one of his best friends on the show in the entire time. Who's that? Uh, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, Craig Ferguson never has been on there, has he? he? He's a big Doctor Who fan. He had Matt Smith on his old talk show. Mm-hmm. And him and Peter were actually in a uh, band together in the uh, the 90s. Interesting. So it's like they, they knew each other pretty well. It's and Colin, of... Colin's successor has been on the show, mm-hmm. James Corden, he, you know, during Matt Smith's era. Really? That's where I originally learned, him from, <laughs> learned about him from. I didn't know who James Corden was until I saw him on Doctor Who. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, he was actually in two major episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Craig. Yeah. yeah. My roommate, Craig. Yes, and basically having the crush on the roommate, and then fast forward a couple of years, they got a kid together, which was sweet. You know, and then he's trying to master, trying to have a kid, you know, and work with the kid and everything like that. And Matt Smith is working in a department store. He, and, you know, I'm like you, that's where I first saw him. He actually had a really good show. Uh, it had a strange name, so I should remember, and now I can't remember what it was. It was like The Running Mans or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> Uh, oh no, the wrong mans. The wrong wrong manses. Yeah, yeah. Which which was a pretty good show where they, uh, like the main character who is his friend picks up a. Anyway, I'll I'll talk about that another episode. We'll figure we're, that we're out. We're already yeah. too off topic. Nah, we're actually doing okay right now. We're doing okay. <laughs> we got two topics down, more or less. We're uh, only halfway half hour through. To go. We were halfway through, so. We're actually we right talk, now on track. I say, like, we're a half hour to go. Like, you, usually, I don't want to be here anymore. He you, forces me. He beats exactly. me when I don't talk about what he wants me exactly. to talk about. Exactly. You know, well, <laughs> get down under the table. 
Get on your knees. Well, see, be, well, you have, the, you, have, you, have, you have the countdown stopwatch going on, right? <laughs> 29 minutes and 14 seconds, 13 seconds, 12. <laughs> but um, no, I think we're doing okay. Normally, in this particular case, we have almost gotten to our first topic. Yes. So, and now we're moving on to. Uh, let's see, you had, you had uh, Smash Brothers, I think, was on your. Yeah, do we want to do Smash Brothers or Doctor, or not Doctor, we did Doctor. And Dr. Dragon Ball? Uh, the other, Dr. Dragon Ball, Dr. Do- Goku. Dr. Goku. Do, 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 I, don't do, think, do. I don't think he's smart enough yeah, to ever answer. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Bring but, me more Dragon Balls. All right, so we'll go with Dragon Ball Broly. Here's the, my thing. Dragon Ball Broly, Broly is now officially canon. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have mixed feelings on that. Not so much because of, Bro- well... A, because it's the for- same formulaic story. Oh, my God. We've, we ran into somebody more powerful than ever. We'll somehow pull out a victory anyway. Yes. Raditz was a power level of 1,500. Broly is probably 700 quintillion at this point. You know, And yet somehow they're going to pull out a victory that they wouldn't have pulled out a year prior. I hate to say it. Oh, we got a Super Saiyan and, at and the table. And we have a Super Saiyan Vegeta. Basically, <laughs> saying as a pop here. That's awesome. Sorry yeah. for actually whacking the, uh, the mic on that. So That's cool. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I really what the. You, you know what this reminds me of. I I don't know if I told this on another uh, episode, but when Dragon Ball was really popular in the late '90s, my friends uh, were all getting the action figures, and I was. At, we were also into pro wrestling, which is mm-hmm. gonna roll into this. Uh, for I had this weird hobby where I used to make world title belts and stuff for pro wrestling, okay. and then we pretend like, oh, we're gonna fight for it. So I had all these golden markers. Mm-hmm. One of my friends got a, a Vegeta action figure, and this is just before the Cell Saga started, mm-hmm. so he wasn't a Super Saiyan yet. Okay. So we had the Super Saiyan Goku, but we had the normal Vegeta. And he's like, well, he could turn Super Saiyan. I'm like, here, <laughs> give him to me. I take my golden <laughs> pen, and I painted in all his hair gold and made my own Super Saiyan Good. Vegeta. Well see, that's, well, see, gold is the first one. Now you have to have you know pink and blue and red yeah. and you know chartreuse and... You super golden god flag. First thing I'm going to do, strip down naked, pose in front of a mirror, and turn Super Saiyan. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So, Um, Dragon Ball Z abridged. I I think Dragon Ball should have stopped at Cell. It was supposed to. And it should have. And I think think they learned their lessons. That's why they stopped in 98. But uh, when they started coming back with uh, the new movies and stuff, it's like, Good. That's great. <laughs> One thing. It's nice nostalgia. Don't bring a whole goddamn well, show. Do you know why he did Super? Because Dra- Dragon Ball, well, I tell you, always money. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. He hated the American movie so much. He's like, all right, watch, watch, bitches. Let me show you how to do this. And that's where Dragon Ball Super came from. Well, even most Americans are like, we know you don't have to prove yourself. Yeah. We know it was bad. But see, that's why we don't talk about every it. Every story arc is exactly the same, no matter what it is. You know, insert strong enemy here, and then somehow we're going to pull out a victory out of our ass through some kind of last-minute deus ex machina. Don't forget your tournament arc. Oh, you always need a tournament arc. Oh, God. Well, see, here's what also bothers me about the Broly saga. They're rewriting the storyline for for Goku's father, Bardock, Mm. where it's it's the Dragon Ball minus manga. It's actually officially canon now, where, you know, Bardock and his wife, Jine, decide to actually send Kakarot, Goku to Earth to basically avoid the cataclysmic uh, destruction of their planet. So he's officially Superman. He is officially Superman. Go on. Yes. The original story, which is the one I preferred, was the one where he actually, him and his army was laying waste to planets. Mm-hmm. And he gets the, he gets actually vision from one of the people he kills to see the future. And he sees the destruction of his planet. Hates his son for being weak. And through all of the visions that he's getting, he realizes that, yes, he's, his planet is going to be destroyed. His son is already on his way to Earth, so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even care about his son at this point. But as he tries to basically convince every saying that, you know, Vegeta or uh, Frieza is going to basically blow up the planet and kill everybody, he has no choice but to go after them, to go after Frieza, because nobody else is doing it. And as he's getting killed, he sees the vision of his son facing off against Frieza and realizes he is going to turn into somebody who can avenge everybody, everybody's killed. And I liked that part of it. I, this is a really streamlined version, but I preferred that story arc. And I forget if this was just a manga or if they actually did turn this into a mini animated movie. But I also like the one where uh, Frieza blows up his father. Mm-hmm. But instead of blowing him up, he sends him back in time. The episode of Bardock. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not canon, uh, but it, it was an anime. They did a manga of it, but it, it wasn't a Kira Toriyama. Okay. Uh, there was a, there it was, was interesting. Though. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, where he becomes the first Super Saiyan from a thousand years back, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because he he had a good look that way, but no, that wasn't legit. Um, you know, a lot of people I think didn't like that because of it, but they liked his original story where he's getting the visions, and he realized his son is going to turn into something and avenge everybody, and you, that, that sense of pride that he has that knowing that everybody's going to die but they'll be avenged. You know, and then it's like, well, no, actually, we're just going to basically say, well, Goku is three, so we'll send him to Earth because our planet's going to be destroyed and we don't want to have him die with it. Yes. Not Superman. Uh, I, uh... Yeah, that bothers me. It really does. But Sorry, I'm just reading what uh, Rhino Regan said. Uh, what did Ryan Mans. say? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mans? Yeah. Man. Remember what I was saying before with uh, Oh, yeah, Mans. running Mans is... Yeah, the running man. Uh, no, it was it, it was definitely the uh, the wrong man. The, the wrong man. Okay. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I think I, the only part of Dragon Ball I love now is the abridged series. Oh yes, that pissed me off too. If I can jump into a bridge, being I guess always that's always an option. They finished the Cell Saga. Now mm-hmm. here's the beauty of abridged. Uh, they made a better version of Dragon Ball Z than Dragon Ball Z did. Absolutely, no argument there. And I, I guess it's the fact that because the series was ended, they were able to take things from future episodes and mix it in for mm-hmm. it to make more sense. So they kind of did that with the Cell Saga, and then like it was a beautiful ending. It's like good, you're done. I want to end mm-hmm. there, and they're like. Returning soon. Like, yeah. son of a... Lanny Pator, Nick Landis, uh, did come forward and said that about a year from now, they're going to start releasing new episodes for the Boo Saga, typically running, like, every Friday. So they're going to do a whole batch of episodes and release them once a week. Don't they have real voice acting jobs at this point? You think they would? <laughs> I mean, here's the weird thing. Uh, the Honest Trailer guy. Yeah. He, I saw him on... I heard his voice on a Cricket commercial, Cricket Wireless. And it's the Honest Trailer dude. He's like, whoa... Here's another example. Oh, my God, this is a great thing. Um, there is a show coming to CW. I think it, may, it might be a one-off called Discontinued. And it's a, it's a story about discontinued toys. Uh, we have it set up for the DVR. But Andre Blacknerd is going to be the is going to actually be the host of the show. Really? Yeah. So it's weird how YouTube and, you, you know, basically YouTube notoriety is starting to actually work its way into regular television. Yeah, there's, there's some <laughs> people I do see those jumps. Uh, actually... I think I mentioned this on a different episode, but uh, Donald Glover is the first person I recognize because I followed him even before Community, okay. where he was uh, a part of Dare Comedy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And now he's like a superstar, a childish Gambino mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm shocked more people don't do it. Uh, Doug is, I think, really talented. I don't know if maybe the fact they went bald is Doug Walker, back. yeah. But, uh, but well, Doug, I think, has the personality to do almost any other type of... Well, he's tight with Andre, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also James Rolfe, too. We've had, you know, surprised James could get something, you know. Uh, Well, Danny from Ninja Sex Party. Ninja Sex Party was on Conan a couple months back. Uh, They signed with William Morris, which was one of the biggest agencies in the world. Really? Yes, they did. Uh, Because I was listening to his episode of Game Grumps, and he's talking about everything post being on Conan. And he's like, yeah, we we signed with William Morris. We did this. Um, He talked about how absolutely terrified he was to go on there. And, you know, to go on Conan. And I get it. I mean, I know how scary that can be. But he was it's funny because he was telling a story about texting Finn Wolfhard. Because he's close to Finn from Stranger Things. And Finn was like, as soon as I got booked on Stranger Things, he said, every day that I was on set for the first three weeks, I would take a nervous shit. <laughs> you know, and Finn, it's funny because he, you know, he obviously, you know, he plays, uh, you know, this sort of, sort of more meeker character on Stranger Things he is a filthy kid <laughs> he is sitting there and you know some of the stuff that he talks about it's like oh my god is this the same dude it, I don't know it's again though I, I expect more of that and I, I'm always kind of mm. surprised I don't see more of more people like cross over but maybe that'll change in the near future I think it will I think it's a matter of when not if because also it's not just you crossing over <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish, but just a thought in my head. Okay. It's not just you crossing over. It's also you bringing your fan base with you and saying, okay, well, I'm doing this. And now you've got all these devoted, sometimes obsessed fans all clamoring to see you here. Go ahead. I was going to say, I see it now going a bit the opposite direction. You mentioned Conan. His show is now apparently going to be changing formats. It's no longer the standardized talk show. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the new format's going to be, but his real talk show stick 
he now has a podcast for that called uh, Conan Needs a Friend, and he's bringing on like Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. That one, his, huh. his standard show is going to move to a half hour. The band is gone, uh, and I think they're going to do more skits and stuff. Interesting. That's odd. I would. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I, it may I work. They, I could be wrong, but I don't like. I that. think they see that the format's changing, and people aren't really watching these shows as much anymore. And they see like there's more stuff going on with the podcast, and not yeah. to mention running a podcast as we are running a podcast right now is a lot cheaper than I guess a full production show, and you can still have those sit down interviews with people, maybe even a more intimate setup with uh, with this than you would get with. And, sitting in front of a crowd of people. And also at the same time, you could have all the episodes up on iTunes so people can go back. Whereas with an episode of, you know, Kimmel or, you know, Colbert or anything like that, you miss an episode, you're pretty much never going to ch- get the chance to see it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting thought. Also, it could be something where people's attention spans are just shorter. That too. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch TV nonstop. Now it's, I don't watch TV at all, really. And yeah, it's it were the, the era of binge watching. I mean, some people can still pull it off. I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah, there's so many shows that if it if all the episodes weren't available all at once, I would not be able to watch it. Um, the new shoe that I can't talk anymore. I'm saying shoe and I got a really big shoe. Well, listen, you're, you're, you're doing your impression of Ed Sullivan now. Really big shoe. Really big shoe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more Johnny Cash. Anyway, uh, so I just finally like caught up on difference. Get Shorty. Okay. Which, by the way, has nothing to do with the original book or movie, it, other than the title. Such as normally how it works. But I still nonetheless liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, you have an Irish main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he is a part of a gang. It's a Mexican cartel, though. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just like the, the movie in the sense that he wants to move from being a gangster to being a movie producer. But almost everything else is different. His character is not... Uh, not the same character that John Travolta played. He's a whole brand mm-hmm. new character. The Irish mob's not involved. Florida's not involved. Uh, there's not even a Get Shorty involved. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the whole point of the title was he was basically had to uh, go after someone who was, like, the short guy known as Shorty. Mm-hmm. And then right after he was done with that job, he goes to deal with this movie producer. And he's like, here, I got a story for you. This one, it's like he calls his daughter Shorty. And that's the only tie-in. That's the tie-in. That's weird. Other than that, no plot. <laughs> well, I mean, another example, Born. You know, if you ever read the books, the books are so ridiculously different from the movies. The main villain in the Born series is somebody called Carlos the Jackal. Never actually even in any of the Born series. You know, the, the character was different. Uh, the Marie character was different. And it was just like, well, we had this guy, Jason Bourne, who used to be David Webb. Cool. Let's go in this direction now. That's it. We, we we have our action franchise. It's kind of like nothing else. It's almost like, to a lot of degrees, it's Star Wars uh, expanded universe versus Star Wars canon. You know, for like Force Awakens, Last Jedi versus the extended universe. You know, with uh, Jason Janus. You know, uh, Janus Smith. Uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> J- you know, Janus Solo, Anakin Solo, all of that kind of stuff. Gone. If that's how different the Bourne series was. You know, and I happened to—I finally saw Born, Jason Bourne, the fourth one that came out. Really, not bad. Basically, it took the trilogy of the first three, revamped it, rebooted it into a two-hour movie with a couple of new cast members. That's about all it did. All I remember was—and I can't remember the names of them. I think it was the third film that came mm-hmm. out. It was the one that came out around the same time as uh, Napoleon Dynamite. That was the—that was the second one, Born Supremacy. I just remember watching it, and the camera is so shaky because that was the new yes. style. And it's like... During the fight scenes, though, yeah. If you're in a movie theater and your focus is fully on the screen, you cannot pay attention to anything if the camera is shaking. I like saw that. it in theaters. I remember that. Yeah. And it was a little tough that way. That was um, the same director who's done all the, you know, the last movies, too. That one, Supreme, uh, Ultimatum, and also um, the, last, the, uh, the most recent one, Jason Bourne. Uh, same director, but I can't remember what his name is. Oh. I, get, I guess I've never been time sort of the Tom Clancy type stuff, mm-hmm. and that's what those are. It's like it's the spies and the interworkings and stuff. The only time I liked it was Captain America because there's a superhero <laughs> there. Go, I'm gonna hit you with my shield now. Exactly. <laughs> but well, just as you know, close out the Jason Bourne thing as I think about it. In the books, he became a college professor. <laughs> that's not Jason Bourne, Matt Damon, and then an archaeologist. <laughs> so. Uh, 
All right, so we got a few minutes left, and I do want to bring up Super Smash, but one thing I do want to go into. Um, I've been getting into more study of the films recently, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I was looking at was different openings. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you can cut out the first 15 minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. and the entire movie would still make sense. Yes. However, you would basically be starting your main character as a boring college professor, and then, like, maybe a 20 more minutes in, it's like, oh, he can do action stuff, too. It, it's such a funny part of that film that it doesn't... I don't know why, why I'm bringing this up now, but it's just... But it does make sense, because that scene has no bearing whatsoever on the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, aside, aside from the fact of watching Alfred Molina get impaled. <laughs> you know? I, I think it, and, also, it, and also his fear of snakes. I, I think it's just kind of what you're talking about, like, the big action hero, and he becomes... Uh, a college professor. I think like it's just interesting that they added this 15 minute scene on just so you didn't get introduced to Indy as the boring college professor. You got introduced to him as the action hero that uh, archaeologist. But see, it was that was exactly what they tried to do because you know obviously you got to draw the audience in. But it's also the the homage to treasure. I think it was Treasure Sierra Madre, mm-hmm. uh, the Charlton Heston one. That's his where most of his look came from. You know, and that was obviously Charlton Heston being this big action hero and everything. So, yeah, you needed to start him out that way and not sitting in a classroom being overwhelmed by kids that are hitting on him. Which, if you remember in the first movie, there was that one girl that was winking at him and he's sitting well, there getting really unnerved. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you win that movie without that 15-minute scene, you would think it's just about a college professor and him uh, uh, dating his uh, students. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> He is actually the most famous. <laughs> yep, there. Yeah, thank you. He is actually the most famous fictional character from New Jersey. Real? He's from his characters from New Jersey. Princeton. Oh, that that actually mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. Um, and he also Indiana, played... New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We named the dog Indiana. Yeah. For, well, you know what? You can make fun of New Jersey all you want. We have one of the top three colleges in the world. We do. <laughs> Which one? Princeton. Is it really top three? Yeah. Hmm. Yale, Harvard, Princeton. Okay. I would have figured like Oxford, Cambridge. All right, maybe not the world. Maybe the slippery rock. Maybe Pennsylvania. The, maybe the U.S. definitely, but Princeton's definitely one of the top. Oregon, slippery rock, Pennsylvania, Longwood University in Farmville, New Jersey or Farmville, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's Longwood. <laughs> anyway, yes. So yeah. so we'll bring up the the last thing, and this is probably the least film related, but. One of the biggest things that happened in the last week, and that is the release of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, da, 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 da. which has been one of the most anticipated games in a while. And actually, I, I say that more with bias towards me mm-hmm. because I'm a humongous fighting game fan, and I'm also someone who loves surprises in a game where you pretty much play as almost every major uh, video game character in the last 30 years. Actually, beyond that, because if you count Pac-Man, mm-hmm. that's 40 years it is just really awesome. This is the first thing that I was super excited for in the longest time, and it's kicking my ass. I never got into the Smash Brothers series. I, I tried to. It, you know, mainly because I got my ass kicked in way too much fun. I, well, get, I get knocked off that platform in like a <laughs> second and a half. Well, are you a fighting game fan? Uh, 2D, yes. 3D, maybe. Well, this is kind of 2D. Yeah, but I mean, something, this is going to sound crazy, but a little more grounded in reality, like, you know, Street Fighter or King of Fighters. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> Technically, uh, Ryu is in this one. I know, yeah. <laughs> and actually, that that is one another cool thing about some of the stuff. They each of the characters have little, little perks here and there. And Ryu's is the fact that you can do the buttons normally mm-hmm. like Smash, but it also does the well, yeah, combo command. You got to do it, you know, quarter circle forward punch. Yeah. <laughs> but see, it's almost like they're trying to go Mugen with it or Mugen, depending on how you pronounce it. It, except uh, it's limited, and it's the Nintendo fashion. I remember video games when they failed in 1983. Mm-hmm. I know it's before I rem- my time, but I remember I'm pretty that, sure you remember it. Um, I do remember that, yeah. So the whole point of that was there was too much stuff out there, and then Nintendo came along with their quality control. Mm-hmm. So I think Smash Brothers is the quality control version <laughs> of Mugen. Well, Nintendo, who just won a huge lawsuit against free ROMs also, uh, yeah, you sucks. know the whole ROM emulation thing, which has, yeah, believe it or not, it has some people up in arms. I got to download mine before. Uh, <laughs> oh God, they're gonna take down, take down the games. I, I, download a bunch. I just found out how to hack those uh, Super NES and NES, and you can actually add additional ROMs to it. The, the, so the classic one or the original? The classics. So I, I believe it. So I started just adding them. Like I guess I got to download those before uh, before I can't. I'm sure they're gonna be some. Worst comes to worst, you do. You know there are other options if you really wanted it. 
Oh, it's the internet. I know there are. Oh, yeah. Bit, well, we talked about it a few weeks ago, like BitTorrent and Gazaa and all those. Because yeah. I was dating myself still. But, but yeah. Kazaa. I, mean, I, I did. Uh, I was somewhere between Napster and uh, Morpheus. I got I got the Morpheus. Oh, my God. I remember Morpheus. Well, I, well, Napster, oddly enough, came from a dude in like Cedar Grove. In really? Egypt. Yeah. Uh, because there was this girl I used to hang with years, years back. And she lived across the street from the guy. And he was like 25 years old, created the biggest file sharing, like, you know, music thing <laughs> that has ever possibly existed. And she said the parties this guy would throw. And Cedar Grove is a pretty ritzy area. It's got money. And the kind of parties this 25-year-old internationally known, you know, guy would throw were obscene. <laughs> I'm surprised to make – where did he make the money off of that stuff? He – I'm sure – I don't know exactly how he did, but if – I don't know. It's hard to say. But, but I, I also just recently, there's been uh, some memes over the last year over LimeWire. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, look at all the viruses you get from LimeWire. And it's like, well, how stupid were you that you were downloading random stuff that you didn't know what Look at how was. stupid, look at how many so, viruses you can download oh, onto your phone or your laptop. Oh, look, I can get the new, uh, I'm trying to think of popular bands from the early 2000s. Uh, so oh, I could get System the, of a Down or. Uh, yeah, there, there's one. 99 Days. This is the story of a girl. <laughs> Say, oh, I'll, I'll get, uh, I'll get uh, down with the sickness. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's only 128 megabytes. Like, mm. that's not how big a song is. Don't download that. Yeah. <laughs> it's in an EXE file. I thought it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, mysteriously, in your task manager, you have a whole bunch of blank lines. <laughs> What's a registry? When I was working, when I used to work in IT, it was incredible. Because back in the XP era, you know, you could have like 28 processes running on your laptop. It'd be fine. I would have these kids come in with like 100, 125, you know, processes on it because they were downloading like the filthiest porn that was available, <laughs> you know, and the pop-ups are coming up. And right, up? We, we got eight minutes left and I got Ryan here going, by the way, tell him to get back to Smash. So he only did two minutes of it. <laughs> so, but yeah. But Talk yeah, about so, Smash. Speaking of Smash, yeah. Speaking. All right. So uh, I love Smash Brothers, but. Uh, okay. Anyway, enough on that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. You lose. <laughs> you, you lose. Um, the only other thing I could say about Smash is, my God, is it hard to unlock characters in this. So I've heard that. Uh, the design of the game is you start with the original, I believe it was eight characters, uh, maybe 12. And then you have to just keep unlocking them. I, I found out the system, how this works. Basically, if you're just doing the regular uh, versus mode, uh, there's a distance thing in there. Basically, mm -hmm. it measures how long, how much your character moved, and once you hit like a thousand mark, <laughs> a new character is unlocked to fight. And there's a cooldown <laughs> period too. So even if you it, like within like of extraordinary amount reach this, mm -hmm. a character will only show up every ten minutes either. So it's a pain in the ass to run into the. They're character. keeping you hooked. So you know what they also did. They decide, like, at, after maybe 10 challengers, it's like, all right, every character after this point is going to be level 9, which is the <laughs> highest freaking level in the game. Uh, Sonic kicked my ass. <laughs> I, I ended up cheating, and I found out this way to get all the characters unlocked quickly. Well, not unlocked, but, like, challengers <laughs> quit more quickly. I got my ass kicked by seven challenges in a row. I've In 10 challenges, I've unlocked two additional people. It it is a pain in the ass. So now I'm like all oh, this fucking work, and I'm not making any progress. But see, that's why you keep coming back. Uh, that's why they, that's how they hook you, because that feeling of accomplishment. That, you know, South Park did an episode on this about the endorphins that get released on any kind of accomplishment. You, you do, me. but the I guess for me, uh, the true fun of a fighting game is fighting your friends <laughs> and, and ending friendships, possibly too. And yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, too. <laughs> Smash Brother ended so many friendships. Like, no, WWF, no mercy and friendships. <laughs> this game, just just chill out. <laughs> street, well, I come from an era with Street Fighter 2 and the championships. There was a kid by the name of Chris Calibro that I knew. Chris was one of those kids who would spend dozens of hours mastering things. Even It didn't matter if it's emulation or whatever. Mastering combinations and getting everything down to the pixel. So he knew what would do what. And there was no way physically possible anybody could even hit him. That's Which, at the point where you go, Chris, I'm sorry, but I can't play you anymore. Yeah. He became a dance instructor in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. This kid built an arcade in seventh grade. 
And then he ended up actually teaching like tango and like salsa out in California. Now, I'm a big fighting game fan, but I've never gotten to the point where I can learn every hitbox. And, you did. And I, and I do know friends like that, including in Smash Brothers, where I will be fighting someone's like, well, if you know, if you hit this one point, if you do this one move, it's like, I don't care. I just want to play. In Street Fighter <laughs> Alpha, he actually learned with Akuma a combo, like an eight-hit combo that was glorious. It was incredible to watch. I asked him, how long did it take you to learn? He said about 13 hours. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, meanwhile, in the rest of life, Meanwhile, <laughs> but, where people do real things. Exactly. But uh, but see, okay, Ryan, was that enough Smash Brothers, or do you need more there? So, are he, we happy? He, he's now talking to Robin. I guess Robin's up. Hi, Robin. Okay. Is she awake? <laughs> How you feeling, sweets? You doing all right? <laughs> but so. I don't know. So I like Smash Brothers. I'm going to keep playing it. I brought up the topic. I'm sick of the topic. We're moving on from the topic. Anyone you know, else got anything to add to the topic? You know what I've been nope, playing right, right now? River what? City Ransom. <laughs> River City Ransom. Yeah. You know that's my uh, my message alert now is the the coin capture on from Ready <laughs> Ransom. I loved that game when I was a kid. I still do. There's just something about bagels going out beating up, beating the crap out of somebody and then <laughs> eating 85 bagels to increase your defense. <laughs> Spe- speaking of which, I'll bring up one more thing while we're in the topic of video games. Um, Two things I'll bring up. One, a channel that you guys should all check out, and they do not sponsor me at all. I don't even know know them personally. We'll do but, a shout out to them. But yeah. if you're a wrestling fan and a video game fan, check out Up Up Down Down. It is <laughs> a uh, it's a let's play channel hosted by professional wrestler WWE superstar Xavier Woods. And the reason I'm going to give this shout out out is because they recently did a tour in Australia for the WWE, and while they're out there, they visited someone called the Last Gamer. Hmm. The Last Gamer is this gigantic video game fan from Australia, and he's pretty much spent his life towards collecting every video game thing he could get. Hmm. He has the largest video game museum in the world, including at one point in one of the recent episodes of uh, Up, Up, Down, Down, they took a tour and he showed them a fan con that he had in a glass case and he goes, so that is the very first produced Fancom. Really? It's like, yep. Yeah. Wow. It's a, that, for those who don't know, the Fancom is the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. It is the original uh, before it was redesigned for U.S. So this is the very first <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment, the first <laughs> NES. Just saying in this guy's case, Xavier Woods, again, WWE Superstar, Hears that and goes, nope. <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> and and that's just amazing. And uh, I also bring this up because for anyone who listens to us and is in the area, I just found this out. Uh, MAGFest, which is going to be three mm-hmm. weeks from now uh, in National Harbor, Maryland, uh, January 3rd through 6th. And again, I'm not – no one's paying me to say any of this. I'm just going to be down there, and I really like this event. I found out he's actually going to be down there, too. Okay. So if you do become a fan of Up, Up, Down, Down, or you already are, you'll see him. You'll probably also catch people like James, Ralph, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, probably Justin Silverman. Newt might be down there, too, depending. Yeah, Justin I, will probably be down there, I think. Justin? Silverman? Um, Silvermania? Got to check. Okay. But yeah. anyway, so I just wanted to throw that quick shout-out before we end the show. And I guess I'll throw a shout-out, too. Uh, many thanks to the group, group from Con Air Men. Uh, Con Air, not the Nicolas Cage movie, but the Con Air as in basically uh, grooming equipment, mm-hmm. who sent me a lot of stuff just to I try I want to ask you, so why did they send you this stuff? Because uh, they wrote me and said, basically, uh, we'll send you the stuff. Do you want to hawk it on Instagram? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they send me, you know, they send me a grooming kit with a whole bunch of different razors. You know, nose groomer, ear groomer, you know, all that sent me all this kind of stuff here. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there. I had it normally. I have stuff like this not sent to the house. I usually have it sent to another location. So I ended up actually getting it from my parents of all places. And I'm sitting there opening it, and just one after another. This is one of those things where you kind of wish you recorded it for like an unboxing video, because <laughs> it was just so much stuff that they gave me. And I thought I just really want to you know show my gratitude to the folks from Con Air for giving me all this stuff because it worked out really well. You know, I mean, this thing had to get taken care of. You know, I'm sitting there with the ear, you know, with the ear trimmer, trimming like my ear hair, which when you get older, it starts to leave the top of your head and start going out your ears. And I'm sitting there giggling at the very concept of just, you know, shaving my ears. Robin's looking at me, he's like, why are you laughing? I said, I'm shaving my ears right now. And she's just like, 
I married a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm staring over to the clock, and yeah. unfortunately, we have now run out of time. So we'll end with uh, him cleaning out his ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. I have to clean out my mouth after that one too. Would you like to close things out, or you want me to? You go for it. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us today on another episode of Film Yep. We'll be back next week with yes. uh episode that we're going to call 37 in a row. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we will probably be making it, since it's episode 37, since we do our show here at uh, A Shared Universe, we are thinking about making it a tribute to View Askew. Yes, I think so it's a good idea. tune in next week and uh, same Film Yap time, same Film Yap channel. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. <laughs>